0: Let me hear it. Money, money talks. Your trusted resource for your money. Your your your, your future. Your life.
1: Pick. Welcome back. Now that we've got the boring market-related stuff out of the way, right? Stock yeah. prices and all that stuff. We get to the good. We get stuff. the good stuff. What's coming up, Kelly Lynn? Trusts. trust
2: or trust no
3: no I said the good stuff
2: (laughs) I know I know but you know like it's okay so we've got we got a couple investors Adam and Rita he is 74 she is 43 so Adam Jr uh, the son writes in my stepmother is more than 30 years younger than my dad only four years older than me Um, after mom died dad started dating Rita we all thought it was a phase but after four years together they got married she's a lovely lady not the gold digger we thought but here we are however dad is getting up there and doctors are watching his heart um Dad has a revocable trust set up for me, my brother, the grandkids, whatever. But our concern is that Rita may walk away with assets that have been in our family for years. I don't think Rita would abscond with the family farm, but the opportunity is there. We want to talk to dad about how we can keep certain assets in the family without alienating Rita.
3: Good thing this is a perfect scenario for one type of trust.
2: I know. It's amazing. <laughs> well, first off, let's be clear. I'm it's sure a,
1: Rita would. There's no need for this, honestly, right? Rita's, oh, yeah. Rita's a good yeah, person. No, I exactly. get it.
2: I get it. Yeah. Like, you know, somebody comes in, she's obviously going to outlive him you know, they are married. So she has a certain amount of rights. You don't watch
1: dateline obviously, but carry on.
2: Well,
3: (laughs) you know, and honestly, I mean, I don't want to call this a frequent scenario, but it is certainly more common than what I think with any second
2: marriage. It would be, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, the, the qualified terminable interest property trust, it's called commonly referred to as a Q-tip actually is a a perfect tool for scenarios like this, where there are second marriages. Mm -hmm. Um, they're actually pretty commonly used by individuals who have children from another marriage. Um, and they enable the grantor of that trust uh, to look after their spouse uh, after they've passed on. You know, But they still want to maybe provide for their children. They they want to, again, provide for that spouse that's still living, but not necessarily have all of, of the assets in the deceased
1: or the decedent's estate.
2: Uh, oh, yeah. If you so, leave it to the kids, they're going to kick her out. Exactly. You know? Is that, I mean, exactly.
1: Uh, when we're talking about it can provide income to the spouse right mm-hmm. is there there's a predetermined level of income that that will yeah, be based, provided
3: yeah the, based on the trust's value um, you know it, it's going to provide income for the rest of that person's life um, and aside from providing the, the living spouse with that source of income, uh, they can also help limit applicable death and gift taxes. These are irrevocable trusts, and if you know anything about estate planning, that's a big distinction in whether or not something is included in your estate. If you have it in some irrevocable vehicle, uh, like such as a Q tip, um, for estate tax purposes, they are considered to be outside of your estate. So, uh, you, you know, it, it lessens the value of your estate at death. Sure. Uh, as opposed to say a rev- revocable trust if you have the ability to revoke it uh then it's going to be included in your uh estate upon death so uh <clears throat> but the property within the q-tip uh is providing income to the spouse uh, as we said and, and the value of that trust like i said is not taxable after that first spouse's death instead it becomes taxable when that second spouse dies um And liability then transfers to the beneficiaries.
4: Yeah, and I I think it's also important just to kind of back up here for a second and mention um, just some of the finer mechanics about the Q-tip. So, the grantor of the trust is obviously going to pay um income out to the spouse like Jared has mentioned a couple of times now. But that grantor is not going to be uh Rita in this case or this you know surviving spouse. Um it'll always be a different grantor and at no point in time will Rita have any access to any of the principal of the account. Um, so similar to what a trustee would be in a revocable trust or an irrevocable trust, family trust, anything like that, the grantor basically is the one that's deciding how to pay out that income to the beneficiary, which is in this case going to be the spouse. Uh, and then at her passing, then it has a whole other set of rules. But really, it's just ensuring that she's getting taken care of. She has access to income, but not necessarily Access to any of the properties that
1: uh, would be passing on to the the children of Adam. So, two yeah. questions in regards to how that that's managed, the trust is managed. Who decides on how the the trust is invested? Let's say it's financial assets, right? And then mm. they build a portfolio of stocks and bonds. Who's deciding on how that portfolio is is invested? Yeah, and typically, allocated? it's going to
3: be the trustee <laughs> making those kind of decisions.
1: Okay. Um, and then second, let's say that you've established that I'm going to provide my spouse with, let's make up a number, $100,000 in income annually, right? Yep. Is there any sort of cost of living adjustment anything like that that are typically built into these sort of things or would something so nuanced like that have to be discussed when you're creating the q-tip so again with the q-tip it's really only going to be based on what kind of
4: income that portfolio is generating so that's something that the you know adam senior would want to take into consideration because obviously if you're going to be in a you know strictly large cap you know long-term growth portfolio and you're portfolio is yielding like 1%, well, depending on how much money you have in that Q-tip, she may not be getting a lot of income versus mm-hmm. you know doing a dividend mm-hmm. portfolio, fixed income portfolio, things like that. Um, so it, that's something to take into t- consideration yeah. as well, because yeah. <laughs> again, you can't
1: touch the principal. So can you make... Ch- Again, back to that example. I, at the time that we create this Q-tip, I say I'm going to provide my surviving spouse with $100,000 in, in income mm-hmm. per year. Assuming that, like you said, Josh, the portfolio is able to generate that. Yep. Can, can that be changed over time? So oh, yeah. let's say 10 years in, it's been extre- an extremely inflationary environment or something, and, and the spouse now requires $130,000 in income, and, and the trust mm-hmm. is able to generate that.
3: Yeah, Well, so the Q-tip is required to pay out all of its income to the spouse beneficiary. So much like it would be the case with your brokerage account, as that account grows, if you're maintaining, say, the dividend yield that you had when it was half that value years before, it's going to be more, right? So it's going to force more income. So you're not, per
1: se, saying this is a hard amount of income it's going to generate. You're just saying whatever income it generates goes to the spouse and you can't
4: touch the principal. In theory, if it's invested, the principal should also be growing, so therefore, Mm -hmm. increasing the income but i think just kind of most important here is is making sure that your estate plan is in good order um obviously like we've talked about there's a lot of restrictions with the q-tip you know as Jarrett mentioned earlier you could live it in a leave it in a revocable trust and you could state you know i want five ten percent of the portfolio or or whatever the trust assets are distributed to the spouse annually whatever the case may be Um, So there's a lot of different options with how you can take care of your spouse, but unless it's specifically stated, um, and, and again, with that revocable trust, you know, kind of set up. If you leave your spouse as the trustee, then obviously that gives them a lot more power than leaving it to a child. So really, this is kind of just a a fail safe to make sure that your children, grandchildren, whoever are getting taken care of, and, uh, you know, second wife, third wife, whatever, or husband, excuse me, Mm -hmm. um, you know, won't have access to all of the money and be able to kind of deplete it before your family would have access to that money.
3: Well, you know, a unique aspect to these things is, unlike a marital trust, which is very similar to a Q-tip, it has a lot of the same qualities, mm-hmm. but with a marital trust, you are giving your spouse the control of those assets within it uh, upon your, your death, right? But then with a Q-tip, the control does not pass to your spouse, which is why this is a perfect tool for someone in this position where they've got a second marriage, they don't want to leave that, that second or third spouse high and dry when they pass away, so they set this up. doesn't give them control to change the beneficiaries or whatever, uh, Other aspects there may be it does help to provide for them as maybe that person had committed to doing when they married, right, for the rest of their life. But then after that second spouse is passing – you can still dictate who is it going to, under what mm-hmm. conditions, all this stuff. So you're you're not letting potentially this other spouse, in this case Rita, who maybe the kids are raising an eyebrow at because they're only she's only four years older. I know, you know, like <laughs> so it's
1: like Ooh. it's pretty similar, other than the control aspect. Well, it's a big aspect when yeah, you yeah the very important the beneficiaries, Agreed.
4: and yeah. I, I think for Adam's purposes. Bring your whole family in, everyone that needs to know about what you're trying to do. Bring them in, have a conversation, because the worst thing you can do is at the time of your passing, everyone's fighting over how the assets are getting distributed. If there's a clear cut, you know, here's how we're doing this. This is what I wanted. And you can hash out all the arguments with the person that's passing. It just makes it a lot easier and, you know, less contentious when that time comes. Sure.
1: And, And one last question. This is something I would assume should be reviewed pretty regularly, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as with most of your estate documents, I would say that's certainly the case. Uh, But just bottom line here real quick. Q-tips, they're not necessarily suitable for everyone or every situation, and if you're not concerned with how your estate is distributed after your spouse dies, you may not need a Q-tip, but if you're leaving an estate to your spouse when you die and want any remaining assets or income to go to specific people when they pass on, this can be an excellent So, this is
2: actually truly designed to keep a certain type of asset in the family bloodline. Yes,
3: give you control beyond the grave, so to speak, so that you still can have some say-so in who these go to without kind of uh outcasting your, your yeah because
2: i mean any any like ill-time death and it's like hey right. all of a sudden i own all of the family fortune that was never mine you right. know
1: yeah absolutely, well,
2: there absolutely. You go.
1: good information guys appreciate it hopefully everybody found that uh useful oh
2: well, yeah. somebody did
1: Yes, yeah, no. so maybe not know, everybody. Yeah, maybe. Somebody did. did Rita, <laughs> maybe <laughs>
2: yeah. not so much. No. <laughs> All right.
1: Yeah, Rita's is mad now. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, she'll be taken care yeah, of. She'll it's be fine. okay. It's fine. Um, you are listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. Coming up next, we've got uh, those uh, Q and A questions.
0: This has been a production of Hensler Money Talks.